small state of big takes for episode 155 and once again we are accompanied by the one and only fitzy as most people know fitzy gfy on twitter of wei and youtube from what i know him from uh, so fitzy thanks for coming on again episode 155 it's great 155 uh the point spread for sunday night after the <laughs> patriots came off of that absolute astacular against the New Orleans Saints yesterday, which I was there for, or 155, the number of beers I tried to drink by the end of the fourth quarter to wash away a disaster of a game, which, and guys, it's great to be back with you. It looks like no one has aged a single day since I was remarking before we started. I think Stevie's in the exact same outfit, chair, and shirt all the way down to like like mic placement since the last time we talked oh, totally. back in the spring. I love it. Don't no, don't you ever go changing, buddy. You're 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 the absolute best. I've been here the um, whole time. Never never left. <laughs> uh, I, I, like I'd blame you. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I, if I had a gaming chair that comfy as well, you get your airline headset going on the whole routine. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, like, like we say up this way, guy. It's wicked shop. So uh, I would. I, I'll point to the one positive of yesterday, which is that. Uh, and we did the same today on the Patriots Facebook chat where we do a little Q&A and a postmortem on Monday mornings. And I've heard as much as well, um, just with all, uh, in and amongst the, the super fans, if you will. Um, in a lot of ways, I almost kind of want to thank the Patriots for playing like such dog shit yesterday because it helped distract us all from the, you know, the emotional Armageddon that is to come T minus six days away from the return of the goat and Brady's homecoming. Like they played so poorly yesterday. It was so unpatriot, like top five worst games I've ever watched that in a lot of ways, I'm still focused on like, wow, wow. How did John Smith pack up his helmet and his, and his shirt and his cleats and forget to put his frigging hands on before the game yesterday? Like, wow, that was such a bad Bad, bad game. Like, like hands for feet on a when Jake boys, when Jake Bailey makes gets a punt blocked and kicks the ball out of bounds, you know, thank you very much. Stranger things. We are living in the upside down. You're right. Wasn't pretty yesterday by any means. Oh, it was, um, it was, it was the fans were so fired up. It was a beautiful day. Everyone wanted to call it a trap game. Everyone said it was a look ahead game because. They thought they could beat the Saints. They should have beat the Saints. Apparently, now no one told me this. Uh, maybe one of you guys can hit the Google machine up and check the schedule, but it appears as though the Patriots play two teams every Sunday. They play uh, their opponent on the schedule uh, and themselves, uh, and they're super, super good at beating themselves. They are so good at beating themselves. Mistake after mistake after mistake. So either they have shit the bed and they got it out of their system in time, or we are in for Ragnarok next Sunday night, and it is just going to be brutal. Do you think at least tapered expectations, though, for next week, where it's like if we had beat the Saints, we came off that win against the Jets, which I think was kind of smoke and mirrors looking back, where it's like, okay, we weren't that dominant against them. They're just that bad of a football team at the same time. Um, but do you think it kind of helped uh, buffer that a little bit? So now fans have much, much, much lower expectations coming into this week, too where it's like, I, I, again, like you said, spread of 155, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, no, whatever whatever the spread was, it had to have gone up since the completion of that game. Plus, you add in the angry Brady factor. Like, ser seriously, like, we all know what angry Tom Brady does. I know angry Tom Brady. You would not like Tom Brady when he is angry. So now he's coming in here. He wants to show up Belichick. He wants to, he's going to break that record. He's going to light it up for the fans and give them one final show in the house that he built uh, next to the mall that he built next to the alien space, you know, groin stretching clinic that he built and somehow is surprisingly still open. All of that's going to go on next Sunday night. 
Uh, I but I kind of do almost think that like a little bit of the luster, maybe, or at least some of the expectations for the Patriots to keep it close or for this to be a ball game kind of came off yesterday with the loss to the Saints. So that now if they do keep it close, if Brady is too geeked up or Belichick comes up with an epic game plan of unbelievable historic proportions, if they're in this game, let alone actually win the game, it'll be a shock of the century. I'm not saying it's going to be Super Bowl 51 shock, but it'll be a shocker nonetheless. Now, yesterday was was bad. We're talking about Sunday for whenever this comes out. Against uh, A and Josh oh. was finally. To put it lightly, it was bad. <laughs> There's Josh. Yeah, to put it so. He's um, like, we're trashing on the Patriots. I got to get in here. All right, here we go. Now my camera <laughs> finally worked. Like, oh, we're taking a hot, a hot dump on the Pats. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Hot, hot Carl coming in strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just. It was so it was awful. Like they lost the home. Like Mac Jones is 0-2 at home. The Patriots haven't won a home. They will not have won a home game in the month of September. Like left is the new right, up is the new down. It's a it's awful. Like I'm just surprised. Like they they beat the Jets. Like, guys, seriously, the five of us, the five of us could put on like pads and helmets and probably give the Jets a run for their money. Like they're legit. They could be one of the worst teams in the history of time. They're so bad. Don't forget, you can't spell Jets without Jest, which is what they play all their games in. It's just, they're, it's a joke. So the Pats really haven't done much at all this season. You get all these guys they paid money to just so they could come back to the pack and get relevant again, spending the budget of a freaking Transformer sequel on a couple of tight ends, a couple of wide receivers, and a, a few dudes on the line that were supposed to make an impact. But instead, they can't get off the field when they need to make a big stop on defense. And when, and when they're on offense, I see their 320 some odd pound brohemoths just getting tossed left and right. Even though I thought the O-line was supposed to be a source of strength for the team. If this all, and I wouldn't put it past the evil hooded genius, this all could be one big long play boys. This could be the ultimate rope a dope by Belichick. Like we're going to go play like absolute ass the first three games of the season. (laughs) We're going to throw Brady off. He's going to think he's going to come in here and kick our ass. That's when I'm going to melt that motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> that's uh, a just, great take. That's, that's what I, I like that. I like that. Right, I just wanted the yeah, money line. The, ultimate, like the ultimate rope-a-dope by Belichick. Would, you, would, would, any, would, would any of you be surprised if he did a September-long deep fake just to throw Brady off because he wants this game? I mean, come on. I'm a freaking – guys, let's just be real. Who among us that's a Patriots fan has their head screwed on straight and is emotionally prepared for this game? I'm a disaster. I saw that friggin' NBC Sunday Night Football promo earlier today with the Adele song Adele? playing in his. Why would they do that? I don't like that. I don't... I'll tell you exactly why, Michael, to make me cry in the kitchen. That's what I, because that's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> a grown man weeping, just like, no, make his uniform go back to the Patriots. No, I'm so sad. It is still so painful. Do you, do you still feel pain when you watch him play? Because yes. yesterday I was watching that Bucks oh, yeah. game. It's like, what the fuck? This is just bizarre oh, world. Uh, it's like, I want to throw up through my eyes every time I see him in a freaking Tampa uniform. All pewter, right. orange and pewter. Uh, white and pewter uh, doesn't matter. Any combination they're in is absolute nightmare fuel for my eyes and my soul. And I have a hard time watching Brady play on the Bucks when, when it doesn't involve the Patriots because it's like watching your ex-wife sex tape. Gross. <laughs> and she got hotter and she found a Yeah, and she got hotter. Exactly. <laughs> but you have to watch. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. You, aren't you learn those moves? I just... <laughs> Never put that much effort in when it was you and me. <laughs> it's so sad. Now, it's so true. Wait, have you been have you been going to yoga? That bitch. <laughs> Who's she <thinking>? looks amazing. <laughs> it's so fucked, but so true. That was painful to watch yesterday. He have you noticed that he throws the ball harder? Or is that just me? Yes. Yes. No, I have. Yes. I have noticed. Yes, as I whip my beer cans across the room, like, son of a bitch, he's still got a cannon. How can he be 44? Look like he's in the best shape of his life. Be getting younger every day. <laughs> uh, still have a late, still have a laser rocket arm like Peyton Manning used to say. Like none of it makes sense. My old wow. hacky joke used to be like, you know, and hey, the battle of time versus time. You know, I know time is undefeated, but that's not who I'm putting my money on. <laughs> Go Tom. Um, 
And the funny thing is like, even though now I don't have the same fervor or love, I still have the same love for him. I just, obviously I can't cheer for him in somebody else's laundry, but like who among us, like when he, when he said now, maybe, Hey, I'll play till I'm 50. Unless Super G, the world's most highly compensated power walker, comes in and says, oh, no, Tom, you are not doing this anymore. He might actually do it, dudes. He might he legitimately might. play to his 50, right? Like, yeah. you, tell me, Josh, like, what has Tom Brady showed you since he uh, rode the vomit comet down to Pirate Ship in the End Zone Stadium and started playing for the Bucks? What has he shown Dude, you that makes you, you think, oh, he'll stop soon? Have you seen this guy live yet? Like, have you seen him at a game playing for the Bucks? Like, have you been to a game? Personally? Yes, I. Okay. This is no humble brag. I actually was at Super Bowl Fifty Five. Okay. No way. I, I figured. Yeah, I, got I figured friend, uh, some friends hooked me up with a ticket. It was ridiculous. It's and everyone else was like, "Oh my God, God, Tommy, the guy, guy!" And I just stood there looking like I was watching a slow motion replay of the car accident that would ultimately take my life. Like, <laughs> did you wear the black NFL hat as an unbiased uh, <laughs> participant in the crowd? Little Rob the Rob Lowe look. It's all black. Just no, I, I just grabbed I just grabbed uh, I just grabbed a couple of like those cardboard like frontline worker things that they had in all the seats. And I just taped them around me so nobody <laughs> could see the fact that I was a grown man crying at a football stadium that smelled like Buffalo chicken dip and failure. Like I was going to I was going to say, like, I had the privilege of seeing Matt Ryan blow another fourth quarter lead or close to maybe yeah. he made they made it a game two weeks ago. But I went to the game because I live in Orlando now. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go see the Falcons play and uh, see Tom Brady rip him a new asshole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was so real. That that was the point where I was like, damn, Tom Brady is on another team. When you actually are there in person, I know not everybody has that privilege. But for me, like I like to go to games. It was like, holy shit. Like he is still doing it in another city and it doesn't fucking matter. Like he is just the greatest player to play the game. Like it was unbelievable. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Dude. I mean, look, like, look, pe- some people think that we fake the moon landing. Uh, they can do anything with computers and CGI these days. So how, how do I know that this isn't one big giant sim that some machine, oh, you know, the ma- that the matrix like has that. designed to torture me until I actually see him. And then I saw him in that uniform throwing touchdowns on the biggest stage in his own home stadium to okay. Gronk to Antonio Brown. And I was like, oh, cool. I remember when that was our offense. Duh, someone kill me. <laughs> this is awful. It, it is pretty crazy, too, because I texted these guys. I was sitting next to a guy, like, across the aisle. I thankfully had an aisle seat for a single-ticket game. But there was a guy across from me that had a Block Island hat on. I was like, is that a Block Island hat? And he was like, oh, yeah, man, I, I just want to see Patriots South. <laughs> like, yeah, totally it's it's the vibe man like and we got to yeah, we got, you know the, the, first of all there's a ton of expatriated massholia in florida overall tampa to a degree a lot on the west coast a ton a ton over too, obviously in miami and then the retirement communities but there is a ton of uh winter birding new england and like i said expatriated massholia down that way i was in florida for like two of the three winter months actually working remotely down in the Naples area. I loved it. I get it. Like 75 and sunny on a late January day is awesome. It's like, it's like, it's like dipping a pretzel in like chocolate and caramel and peanut butter. Like don't knock it until you try, like don't knock it till you try it or, or your ex-wife sex tape. Like don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) I mean, no, it's legitimately amazing. And it's probably also going to continue to help pad his stats and extend his career because think about it. It's so much harder to put up gaudy offensive stats. It's so much harder to move the ball down the field when it's like 31 degrees and the wind is blowing three different directions with sleet uh, and just the general air of new England angst attitude and displeasure in like early December. Right. That's a, Mm. that's a nightmare, but down there it's gorgeous. It's freaking gorgeous. I, we're, we're all, at the, let me ask you this. Are we all at the point where we understand why Brady left? Uh, you know, I thought I was until, honestly, for a long time, I thought I was. And then Belichick on EI this morning, we threw out a little nugget there. Um, I don't know if everybody else heard it, but I don't know. It was, it was a little uh, kind of don't put all the blame on me like you have been uh, answer when he said, 
I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of he's always, even when he left, uh, he was always our top choice. Like we always wanted him to come back. He just uh, saw a better option and we couldn't offer or we couldn't produce the environment, whatever it may be of what Tampa did. So we went to Tampa. So in for a long time, it's about, you know, Brady's been Brady's camp anyways, I guess has been painting Belichick as the bad guy for letting him go for not putting the right team around him for not giving him the respect for not treating him properly, whatever it may be. And then Belichick comes out today and kind of, I wouldn't say puts it to bed, but makes you think a little bit like, huh, maybe uh, you don't really hear both sides of the story all the way. You really only heard one. Yeah. I mean, from everything I've heard and just from what I've been able to put together with far too much time obsessing over the lives of other uh, grown, more successful, fantastic sporting men. I, I realized like, you know, Brady wanted to be treated like the star and be given the victory lap contract and be, you know, and, and be ultimately after he pulled off su- the fifth Super Bowl, the greatest comeback of all time. Um, I'll, <laughs> sorry about that, Josh. It's okay. Uh, it, sorry, shit happens. May we <laughs> like, rest in peace. Like blowing it's a 25 okay. point lead with 17 minutes to go. Who knows? I mean, hey. we've never been the same. It's all right. No, no it, and that's the thing. Tom Brady, <laughs> I may have told you guys this before, but like one of his, in addition to like, you know, touchdown Tom, TB12, the GOAT. Uh, you know, he's kind of like the dynasty killer in a lot of ways. Like he, he broke the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49. Uh, He stopped the burgeoning Rams dynasty in Super Bowl 36. Uh, He just basically robbed the Falcons of their soul forevermore in Super Bowl 51. (laughs) And then he destroyed the Patriots on his way out the door as well. So, uh, you know, he's, it's just, it's in, think of this too, by the way, um, so I think that he wanted to he wanted to get like the Drew Brees two year fifty million dollar deal that he kind of got in Tampa a little thank you money, and they weren't willing to pay him and there were contract issues and he and Belichick their egos kept getting in the way and eventually Tom just thought you know what this has been awesome but I'm gonna go somewhere else and just get a lot of love appreciation and change the attitude and latitude so be it but uh, it's isn't it wild to think that arguably the second greatest player in Patriots history, the second most popular player in franchise history is also coming back this week. And ain't nobody saying a word, not Dick about Gronk coming back. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah, but he, I don't know. At the same time, don't we know that he technically got traded to the lions and then he was like, fuck that. I'd rather retire. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a little bit different with Gronk and I appreciate him. Don't get me wrong, but he kind of he only wanted to play New England or somewhere on his terms. So I feel like it's a, a little different dynamic, but but I, I, I get that. It's it's just interesting though in the last week how Guerrero and I know obviously with uh Tampa Bay coming to town um this week, that's why they're being asked these questions. But the comments from Alex Guerrero surfacing as well as even uh Tom Brady Sr., right? Saying that I, I saw the thing where he apparently has no more Patriots merchandise other than a license plate. That is crazy. Yeah, gave, it, gave it all, gave it all away at that point. No way. Yeah. He's yeah. He, I mean, but he's a, am I the only dad here, by the way? Yes. yes. Well, maybe as far as we know, okay. As far as, as far as, far as we know, Hey, um, uh, Hey, uh, do road the, babies count? Thanks. I'll hang up and yeah. listen. We'll, we'll know when the sex tape comes out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, my uh, my oldest, his name is Thomas. He was named after Tom Brady. Can't look him in the eye this week. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. Might make that little fucker. Might make that fucker sleep in the yard this week. <laughs> you know what you did, Dad? You named. I didn't name me after him. Shut up. Get outside. Uh, You're adopted. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Dad. Why do you keep calling me Mac? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but like Gronk, like. I, so yesterday, uh, before the kickoff against the Saints, I walked around the parking lots for a couple hours talking to fans, and I'm working on a video tonight. Um, it's just like a little three-minute-long direct-to-camera giving Patriots fans a chance to say whatever they want to Brady and Gronk. And mostly it's like, we miss you, Tom. We love you. Thank you for the memories, the victories, everything. You know, I can't root against you, but it's let's go Pats next Sunday. And then as far as Gronk goes, like, a lot of people are like, yeah, I feel like he kind of screwed us with that whole unretire and trade me to Tampa, follow Brady down there thing. Like there's a little uh, enmity in Pat's nation for Gronk. I'm kind of surprised given how kick ass he was. 
it's, I, it's interesting. I, I kind of see that though. Uh, honestly, it's it is a, a little, you know, a little like maybe well, like a half, a half middle finger on on his way out. Like, yeah, I'm not going to come back and play for Bill, but I'm going to come back and go down to warm, sunny, beautiful, always awesome mm-hmm. weather, Tampa with Tom. If he'd ever retired, it's a different conversation, I think, I right? Agree. Where it's yeah. just like, hey, Tom's gone. I kind of want to go too. And it's like that type of thing. But but he actually called the bluff and was like, all right, I'll fucking retire. I'll do it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a a lot of people that think that that was always in the works, that like Gronk got hurt in Super Bowl 53 and then was thinking about taking time off. And then hemmed and hawed cost the Patriots a chance to either draft the guy they want or like sign Jared Cook or get a replacement tight end in free agency. And then some people think like. Brady was telling him the whole time, like, take the year off. I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this bullshit after next season. Um, you know, wherever I go, join me next season. Like, there are people that think that, like, serious deep state behind closed door talks between Tommy and Gronky. Side note, every time I see an episode of one of those little webisodes with, like, Tommy and Gronky sitting outside in the director's chairs having that little slap and tickle and giggle mm-hmm. fest, oh, my God. I want to run over myself with a John Deere. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, my, mom hates the worst. my mom sees Gronk in a commercial. She'd be like, turn the fucking channel. Dude, that, uh, what is like it? Your, your, mom's, your mom sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> She's not single. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> oh, the military commercial there. Uh, that's It's kind of, it's weird. I said that to my wife. It, it's like, oh, but I'm special. Have you seen that commercial? Dude, those Navy yeah. Federal oh, Credit Union spots God. with Gronk are weird. Like, Brady doing the Brady doing the subway spots is super funny because that's extremely a hundred percent. That's a shot. That is that is we are talking about like we're we're talking like you know uh, redwood forest shade being thrown at Belichick (laughs) by Brady by you know getting in on his commercial action and the commercials are kind of funny like you don't even eat bread like and all the (laughs) all the silly stuff that they do but like Gronk like act, playing the part of a total himbo like hey can't 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 i get a special deal like no dummy it's a bank it's a it's a credit union for people that served in the military not bud light you know a tr- truly hard seltzer touchdown bros who like dance shirtless with each other at, <laughs> at raves come on knock it off <laughs> true yeah my mom yeah. sees that shit she I, I remember i think it was one of those navy fed commercials she used she made me t- change the channel. I could not believe it. Cause she was a big Gronk fan back in the day. So yeah. And if my mom hates you, I have to hit her too. I have to hit him too. So you I know what? Fuck Gronk. With a bunch of Red Sox players. That she, like Jacoby. Uh, don't get her started oh, yeah, Jacoby. Oh dude. My mom oh. with uh, Red Sox guys. I've left for the Yankees. No matter what the status. Forget yep. about it. Yeah. Done. Forget like, about it. Like who in history, in recent history or even all time, who pissed away more love amnesty and fandom than johnny damon with one oh, God, crossing of yeah. the lines like he was the most beloved like he was the face of the idiots he was you know so beloved no hair no yeah. beard no soul that yeah, was there's nothing that was the thing going around Every, women you know men want it was the whole like men want to be him women want to be with him and then the second he puts on the pinstripe shaves his beard and yeah. just totally becomes a turncoat everyone up here was like fuck him he's a dumb dumb i never liked him in the first place oh yeah that's an interesting one to hear about, like what really happened about the whole contracts things too, because the Red Sox didn't offer him anything, so we just said fuck it. Right. Oh, that's yeah. no excuse over here. That was a great. Do you forgive was... him now? I, I don't forgive him. Still, fuck oh, him. Not, He's not an close. asshole now too. He's yeah. <laughs> he's not like below deck and shit. He looks like a a tool. Yeah, he's he's seen better. To, he's seen better. There was that terrible video getting pulled over with a DUI. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, nah, no, he's not not a great look, but. Yeah, a lot of those guys from 04 have like Schilling and Johnny Damon. Like the luster is, has worn off of them big time. That and is that's sad, one of, actually. That's, it's really, it is totally sad. Like I, that's Manny the thing. And like Manny Ramirez now looks yeah. like, you know, an old lady for God. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know about you guys. I've got like legitimately like a closet full of Tom Brady paraphernalia shirts. Unlike Mr. Brady, who gave all of his Patriots gear away. And I understand he's a dad. He's super defensive. He's defiant, proud, and loving and of his boy. I get it. Um, 
I had the pleasure of meeting him and having a beer with him once. He's awesome. I'll never say a bad word about Tom Senior because, like, you know, he's like Jarrell of football. He gave us Superman for 20 years. But, like, <laughs> I have all this shit. I can't wear it until he retires. Like, while he's playing for Tampa, all my Patriots 12 gear and Tom Brady swag is just sitting tucked away. Second, he's like, second, he's like, that's it. I'm calling a career. And it's like the year 2047 or whatever. <laughs> I'll finally be like, oh, honey, pass me my Super Bowl 51 shirt from the trunk, would you? Or like, hey, Alexa, get me, <laughs> go, get, go get me, go get me my Brady 12 red throw, throwback jersey. <laughs> and it just appears on your body. Exactly. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, it totally just like, like laser gets lasered onto my body. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's going to be a long week, boys It is going to be a long week. There's just like, think about how much hype hoopla and hysteria there is now. Like the hot takes flying everywhere, stories, revelations, opinions, debates, arguments. And this is Monday. Like we're recording on a Monday night. Like yeah. what's it, what's the fever pitch going to be like two, three, four days but by Friday, even. Then we also have to wait all day on Sunday. It's not till Sunday night. So you have all that build up as well. And, and we're kind of running low on time. So I want to ask you kind of one question is, uh, what are your realistic expectations for the season to this point now? Oh, man. I, that You want to talk about something where, like, you wish you could ask for a mulligan or a little breakfast ball on this one. Cause I came out hot when they signed all these guys and had a draft that everyone basically agreed. The Patriots got like an AA minus some even said a plus on it impact players all over with like Christian Barmore and Mac Jones roll Pats. I totally thought they were gonna, like, if they won seven last year, I thought, you know, all these guys from free agency and the draft would be good for three, four wins above replacement bare minimum. I was thinking, Ceiling 12 and five, probably 11 and six, and they'd be fighting for a wild card. They're already one and two, and I figured they could be two and one or three and oh at this point, all very winnable games. I, I got to come back to earth. Like a winning season now would be huge. But remember this, guys. They've all been, they've, they've only been together a couple of months. They're learning on the flies, a lot of new coaches, a lot of new players. It's going to take time. I think the 2022 Patriots will be a, a greater force to be reckoned with. So long as we see continued positive progress, development and growth, as opposed to just like, you know, the Benny Hill filled highlights and bullshit parade that was yesterday's game. I'll be okay with it. All right. You, like Mac Jones, you, you cool with rolling with him, you know, McCorkle. Oh, are you kidding me? McCorkle's yeah. my guy. I love him. Right. He's a, he's super competitive, smart as a whip, a psychopath. Uh, hates losing, loves winning, you know, and, you know, he says nice things about his mom. Well, I mean, what else could you possibly want in New England? Right. And just like you don't want to get on. Yeah, you don't want to get on his bad side the same way you don't want to get on your mom's bad side. Steve, you're right. It's goddamn right. Goddamn. That's goddamn right. <laughs> so we'll see. Come Sunday. Um, I tried all season talking myself into it being a low scoring game, a defensive affair, maybe by a field goal at this point. Remember the Buffalo game last December where Belichick whipped the phone into the side of the bench? Yes. Like 38-9. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The liquor cap, the liquor, the, the, the knives, the guns, the kids, the wives, the good liquor, all been locked up well in advance of Sunday, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Silly question, though. Do you think they're going to do a tribute video? Like with with highlights in a in a Patriots uniform because I don't know I've heard some conflicting things on that where it's like now they they wouldn't want to do that right now if, like once he's retired and comes back sure but like they don't want to kind of get the fans too much on his side in a silly way it, it's an interesting um, conversation I don't know I think I think there'll be a short video but not the elaborate sort of fare thee well thing that they gave Julian Edelman last Sunday on Edelman Day mm -hmm. um, I do think there'll be a short little something I. Don't think that they're going to make a big deal and stop the game, even though the fans are going to lose their minds and cry salty tears of sweet, sweet joy when he breaks the record. Yeah. And um, if I could go place the bet in Vegas, I would say Brady and Belichick go for the hug, not just the handshake after the game. Ooh, there it is. Oh. Ah. That's well, great welcome. That should be a prop bet. <laughs> Thank you, Fitzy, for coming on again. Hopefully we'll uh, get together one more time before the season's over. Small states, big takes, hot times, sexy boys. Good, good, good. Go, Pats. Yeah. Oh, right. Thank you, Thank you Fitzy. Appreciate it.
Welcome back again to part two of episode 155. That was our interview with the one and only Nick Fitzy Stevens at Fitzy GFY on Twitter, uh, all over the place, Facebook, YouTube, WEI, you name it, he's there. So thanks again to him for coming on. Always a blast. He'll be back again at some point. One of our new favorite guests, I think, unanimously. Uh, always fun. That being Definitely. said, opening takes. Steve Scott, what do you got? Opening takes. Let's go. First of all, shout out Fitzy. I love having that guy on. Guy cracks me the fuck up. And you know what? Big take about Fitzy. Every time that he comes on, which is this will be the second time, but the first time, it was like the first time I actually listened to one of our episodes all the way through because he just makes me laugh. Usually I'll like listen to like a little bit and like try to get a play in, you know, yeah. for us, for the stats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll just like leave it, leave it running. Like just put, put the, uh, the phone on and let it fucking play out. But when Fitzy comes on, I actually listen. That guy's funny as shit. Big take though, fuck StubHub. Fuck StubHub. Wow, that is aggressive. Yep. StubHub, you know what? I do not want your business. Ticketmaster, SeatGeek, come to me. I'm ready to promote you. StubHub, all set. Terrible customer service. And you can't fuck with small state big takes because we'll cancel you before you cancel us. Just like Uh, McPuff, baby. That's right. McPuff wants a piece. (laughs) McPuff uses StubHub. I know it. I know he does, dude. StubHub and McPuff go together like. I don't know. Wait on rice, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my big take. Please listen. What do you guys got? Uh, big take. The Red Sox getting swept by the Yankees is a low-key great storyline. I tweeted that out yesterday. Although it was an extremely painful, sad, frustrating weekend at the end of the day. I still think that the Red Sox will win the wild, get into the wild card game, win the wild card game against the Yankees, and truly break their hearts. So all they're doing, the long con by Heim Bloom and Alex Cora and the boys right here, get the Yankees' hopes up, especially Stan, get his hopes up, right? Personally, you want him personally yep. devastated. Yeah, yep. <laughs> didn't leave a guy on base that whole series. By talk the talk about a mental midget, Stan, big time. Get all their you hopes think so? up. <laughs> yes. What? You just owned us that series. <laughs> that series. Oh, I know. I, dude, are you listening? It's all part of the plan. Remember how Fitzy earlier was talking about how Belichick has a long con to just destroy Brady in week four by sucking? It's the same thing. Gene Carlo, here's a big take. Gene Carlo is the scariest baseball player I've ever seen. He's the only guy I've ever seen lifetime that I would like be devastated to pitch to. Even, I'm going over even Barry Bonds. He scares the absolute dog shit out of me. I can't imagine he, having to pitch that guy. The way he like looks in at you now. Oh when my he's god! In the batter's box. They were talking stance, about that last that. night. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. They were. That was interesting. No, I kind of I, I yeah. I, I guess this is the year that he's done it like way more than before, which is I don't know. It feels like it's always been part of it, but I trust. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Buster Posey. I mean, Buster um, only. <laughs> same thing. I trust Posey. Too. <laughs> For the record. Him and the Marlins, though? Oh, my God. I was scared to death. Then as a Yankee, I'm like, ah, fuck him. But now, yeah. now he's uh, – He might get some MVP votes. But it's a long con. Long con. Sox still take the wild card game next week. We'll be able to talk about that more next week when it's here. But they have Orioles, Nationals. They'll, they, I think they'll be fine getting into the playoffs, <laughs> getting into the wild card game, whatever you want to call it. And then the Yankees fans and the Yankees will be riding high. And then Chris Sale will come in, shut the door. Evaldi will come out of the pen, shut the door. Coral will do whatever he can. Use all the starters if he has to because that bullpen is ass right now. I and, honestly uh, – That's oh, my take. No, nope, that's my take. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, but I, I honestly think that the Yankees still have a shot to knock it in. Like, they in all seriousness. Do. Like – whether it be Seattle or Toronto, even though Toronto's kind of shit in the bed here, and, you know, do the Yankees have Toronto? Is it Toronto and the yeah. Rays left? Yep. Like I, that is that's tough recipe, dude. To just <laughs> like we could be hosting and having Seattle come to Fenway. Still, can you imagine? That would be great. Like Ooh, I actually prefer this. That would be funny. That and, would be and, funny. and I'm. I'm kind of riding with you, man. Maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, we want the Yankees to play up so uh, they think they're the shit and don't have to fucking play anybody else. So, yeah, yeah I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with nice. it. I'm with the whole – yeah. 
We're fucked. Losing. That's, that's <laughs> Red Sox are Red Sox yeah, no. are so fucked. I've got it with Steve. Yeah, I don't. Know. Oh, wow. We're dude. This team is dog shit. We're fucked. Momentum. We, we had the yeah. momentum. Then the wow, fucking yellow jersey magic ran out. Poisoned by Cushman. By Cushman. No, no way. No, Cushman no. went to like the whole fucking series. You see that? Yeah. No, I didn't. It's cool. I commented on his. That's Facebook. why. If as long as he doesn't go, they're fine. That's probably true. He went on purpose. Definitely did just to push yeah, his narrative. He's a sleeper agent. Him in the sports hub. They both he is want not a Red Sox, the Red Sox to suck. <laughs> all right. All right. Big take. Can, if the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the wild card game, can we have Cushman back, please? No. Please. No. Please. I want to have him back just to talk some shit. If the, oh, if the Red Sox win the World Series, I will. I want him on. All right. I want him on. I want him on the night of. So we need to do an emergency podcast if the Red Sox win it. I don't care if it's two in the morning. I want Cushman's immediate take. I want Cushman anytime. I want Cushman to come on, and I want him versus Gilly, him versus Ollie. The, those those interactions, I don't think I've ever laughed harder on this podcast. Those fucking guys, and of course when Fitzy comes on. But oh my god, I want more. I want more Cushman. I don't know if I can talk about Johnny Pesky's funeral anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Any more than you have. Who did or did not go? Just like, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. That was that was he's tough. Got the, he's got the guest list. He, he does. does. He does. He does. That's you like something that Padilla. people care about for like a month, not like hold on to for years. Not even a month. Maybe like a day. Well, even still, like, like, why isn't Pajori going? Oh, his wife's giving birth. Okay, yeah. maybe <laughs> not enough. Not, not, not enough. good enough. He needed to go to his own scene for it to be good enough for for Cushman. Unreal. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be optimistic. I'll do my best, but at the same time, it's tough. After that weekend, that's... Ugh. It was tough. But that that drop third strike call that Vasquez dropped on the transfer, one bad call, two. If you're Vasquez, why are you not freaking out right there? Right. Getting thrown out like, of the game. How are you not? Yeah, like, dude, that's something you got to get thrown out of the game for. I agree. What, like, stand Absolutely. up for it. You, you made the play. He, like, he was, he was out. Like, you, you know it. Just, I'd be tearing the roof out. off. He was out. He was fucking out. And Vasquez was just like, oh, like, I'm. He, he should have stood up. Like, and this is Jason Veritek. Veritek oh, stands yeah. up, gets in the um space, and is like, that was on the transfer. Like, he's freaking out. He's like doing a bunch of hand motions. I was on the transfer. I didn't drop it. He's freaking out getting Joe West's face. Right. I'm surprised that Cora wasn't that guy. I'm surprised neither of them. It's it's an L for both of them for me. Yeah, I agree. And an L for Major League Baseball. That should absolutely be a reviewable play because you think about if this was a double play and it's a transfer from second, you know, like, come on. That's got to be something that's reviewable. The fact there are reviewable and non-reviewable plays in any sport is just so weird to me. Mm -hmm. It's one thing if it's like a penalty, okay, maybe you don't want to review all penalties, but there's a an actual play that went on in the game that you can't review. That's a that's a weird take. Especially that would have decided really a game. That was you know that quite literally would have ended the game, right? Yeah. No, that was the eighth inning. That was still. It but is it tricky though. Changes the game. Every league has that though, where it's like you can't review all plays for whatever reason. Because even the that's NBA, like mean. goaltending, is one where it's like, sorry, that's not reviewable. And it's just yeah, like, why? It's, but at the same time, I do under like imagine if it was like every single fucking thing was reviewable. So then you just be like, but that's, going. You that's can limit you the reviews. Limited, that's yeah. why you have a limited number of challenges, and so you can't just spam every goaltender, every drop pitch. It's just like, I don't know. If you're going to have plays reviewable, have them all reviewable, in my opinion. And, like, I like what football does, like, scoring plays. So the same can hold true with baseball. Like, a scoring play, you know, slide into home, uh, a home run on the line, like, over the foul pole. Like, I would – I don't know. I agree with that stuff, too. But it is what it is. It happened. It's over. And the Yankees are not going to make the wild card game. So we're good. All right. I'm bored. Let's go. We're good. Just, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine, they're, guys. They're about, to lose, they're about to lose six straight. Yeah, I'm I'm deflated about this Red Sox team, dude. I, I it was, that's a great to be word. Cool, it but... was a deflating weekend. It was. It was brutal. 
And I want, dude, uh, dude, I'll ride with the Red Sox till I die, but it's just, I'm not feeling it right now. My heart's just like, feels like I have, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach like five times. And it's like, oh, dude, I just can't do it with you, man. Like, you guys just don't, you guys don't believe. I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So I want to tell them, like, you fuckers, you fuck nuts. I'm like Oliver, Oliver's ba- fancy baseball team. Like, yeah. Oliver. How about that? You guys yeah. you're talking to a champion. How's that feel? No, Oliver, I'm happy I chose you just for just to be correct. But at the same time, I don't know. That's how I feel. Are you guys going to be able to listen to me for a year? No. Yeah. I don't blame you. Absolutely fucking not. What are you going to say for a full fucking year? All right. Like, who among us? Come on. Come on. Well, I don't know. I, I can be pretty irritable, I think. I. Hey, unless you go back to back and all of a sudden you start a little dynasty thing going, I don't know. It's okay. Do you think back to backs in the cards? Personally, for you, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to hard agree. <laughs> I don't know. I got a pretty good core. Yeah. How many draft picks did you just lose? Uh, I still have my fourth and fifth, I believe. Oh, that's Is great. Because it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure all teams have five guys in the roster. So you're in good shape. Draft <laughs> doesn't even matter. You, tra- you make so many people. You know, irrelevant. No, I disagree. I built up my whole rotation from a draft. Although I might be. I think I had like three guys that I drafted on my team. Bottom line is, fantasy baseball is over. Fantasy football, time to refocus. Uh, every league I'm in, I am doing horrifically bad. So uh, yeah, I'm defla- I had a very deflating sports weekend. Not that. Literally had two guys from draft day. Who, you? I did, in baseball. Soto and? Rundall. That's you bizarre. Rundall. <laughs> I know. He was actually on – once he came back from the IL, he was nasty. Yeah, you know what I said it. about this year? Dropping Trent Grisham and then Josh getting him, never letting him go. That's right. I, I wanted him, too. I was like, oh, Grisham's there. I didn't – I think I saw Josh add him, and I, I feel like I texted Josh be like, what the fuck? I didn't know he's a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> I was so mad. You were like, I oh. I attention. Because I went to go trade him to Steve, and I think I told you because I was like, oh, I'm just going to pick him up and try to trade him back to Steve. And then uh, you were like, oh, what do you want for him? <laughs> <laughs> didn't know he was there. What the fuck? He, he, had a, he had a bad year too. but. Yeah. But still, it was good enough, though. He was still like, I want to say top 12, right? Something like that. Was he? Yeah. Shout out uh, Tyler O'Neill, greater than Trent Grisham. That's that's true. <laughs> Tyler O'Neill. So you getting that jersey, Oliver? Oh, I think I, I think I owe it to Tyler O'Neill to get, get his jersey. Are you saying jersey or chur- jersey or jersey? T-shirt. T-shirt. Jersey. C-H. Shirt. Jersey, yeah. Jersey and Jersey. Jersey. A Jersey would be a cashmere coat of his. Oh no, I traded my fifth for Freddie, so I don't have a fit. I have a fourth. Pull up one second. Twenty twenty-two, looking bleaker and bleaker already. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'll enjoy my twenty twenty-one championship for now. I guess I'll just have to cry in with with that on my shoulder. What a what a travesty. Speaking of jerseys, I have to show you guys something. Any other talking points before we wrap this up? Look, socks. Yes. Oh God! Jack me with a chainsaw. Wait, show, wait, show us the back. You got a Woosock shirt here. Cordero, Franchi. Pretty good font. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Thirty-seven too. Oh man. Gag me, dude. Dude, it looks awesome. Curtis Lascanic would roll over in his grave if he knew that <laughs> Franchi Cordero would wear it one day. I will never go to Worcester. I will never. <laughs> okay Never. hey big take uh yeah i don't blame you you know what any yeah, you can you can crucify me but yeah I, I completely understand completely you can tell me i'm a hypocrite loser you're right sure but uh the stadium i will say as a sleeper agent loser that i went to i went to the stadium checked it out uh does not compare to Pawtucket, in my opinion Love this is it. just my personal opinion uh good or bad Oh, I imagine he's like incredible. It's (laughs) way better. It's so much better, dude. But even so, it doesn't compare to the yard goats. The yard goats is way better. 
like and yeah. i also i went uh, with my girlfriend and uh it was pouring fucking rain yo pouring fucking rain hardcore uh and then things weren't set up uh in a way to accommodate rain uh so i'm just bitching right now but it's the truth and then uh but like there, there wasn't a bad seat in the house i have to admit but that homie feel wasn't there paw socks bringing back yard goats are better fuck the woo socks how at the same time and it's always gonna be hard feelings but the shirt's really cool and i'm really happy i got it because french is the bomb bring back and french had a home run and so did tristan cassis in his first uh game in in, in worcester worcester what the fuck that I'm part saying? is cool that you got to see in worcester it's an easy drive too i will say that it is, it's a really easy drive to get there it's a little, a little bit longer than Pawtucket, obviously but you get off 395 and you're right there. You're like, it's like X off 95 and you're the stadium's right there. Get off. It's really simple to park. It was really, like, all that shit was, was kind of cool, actually. I got to say that that experience was nice. But don't recommend the Woo Sox. Fuck them. Right. I love Quick it. Correction Curtis Lascanic did not wear 37. I thought he wore 37. He wore 30. That's fucked up. I was looking at other number 37s in Red Sox history, just out of curiosity. I don't know what I was thinking of. Maybe it was Earl Snyder that I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Loscanic was 37 too, Gilly. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking it's crazy. All right. Never mind. Hmm. Salto Machia 39. I think I'm so. I'm so bad with numbers. I, I don't know. Oh look. I feel like Salto Lamachia yes, was he somewhere was. in there. Yep. All right. Yep, which hmm. is the, the number uh infamously known as Carson Smith's number. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's not good. But now Christian Arroyo is writing the the, the passage of thirty nine. That's such a like a, a guy that's not going to stay number. Can yeah. you imagine if he stays for years with that number? I can't. Like he's got to change he his number, or get out of town. For right now, anyways. Speaking of Christian, I don't think Christian Vasquez is going to be a Red Sox for life. Well, do you think he's going to be on the Red Sox next year? No. Well, who's the answer though? Fucking what's his name? The the triple A guy that stunk. Connor Wong? Yeah, Wong stinks. He does. Yeah. Connor Wong's kind of small. They got the plow man. Yeah, Pulwaki looks good. Oh, we're not you want Plowaki for a full time? I don't know why I say <laughs> hard plaw. <laughs> plaw. Well if if he was the catcher, it'd kind of be like the right it'd be like the right handigan days. Yes. Which we could do until we got a, a real catcher. Black Blake. Yeah, it might be a a year or two of really shitty hitting catchers, especially Vasquez leaves until maybe one of these catching prospects pans out. You never, I don't know. You know what? There's that there's that guy that got from the Rays and the uh, what's from the Jeffrey Springs trade, Ronaldo Hernandez or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I mean yeah, yeah yeah. You know, Connor Wong's done a little bit better as of late. I just remember when they called had, like, him up. A good August, September. Yeah, yeah, because he was like batting under two hundred when they like called him up a couple times just because they needed yeah. depth and shit. And it was just like, damn, didn't know he was doing that bad. But now he's batting two fifty three in the season, so not terrible, not terrible. But catching so hard, man. This like for hitters. That's why Salvador Perez is the goat, and Yachty sucks. Wanger, sorry to around the baseball. Uh, any other talking points before <clears throat> we wrap this thing up? The Falcons suck. But they won. They still suck. There. Okay. Just wanted that out there. I know nobody cares because this is more of a New England podcast, but, you know, I have to bitch. People yeah, care. If the Giants lose, we get happy. So. True. Yeah. True. What about other surprises, though, in, across the NFL this week? Panthers. Raiders. The Chargers, baby. The Chargers. Yeah. Hell yeah. I yeah, hope they, my prediction Chiefs, comes true. Chiefs and Pats have the same record right now. <laughs> hey, that'll that'll stay that way for a while. Respect. <laughs> Battle out for the wild card with them. I like it. Hey, yeah. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Chiefs. True. I got oh big take. I don't care. God is nothing. Why do we still care about Josh Gordon? That's my that's my big question. Josh Gordon, a few big games in 2013. His name. I, I haven't it's seen the name. responses like it has been, though, in years past. I think it was just like, oh, Josh Gordon, he's back. And then, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, my God, the Chiefs. Yeah. 
they yeah. fucking did it. They're oh, this isn't even fair. It's gonna um, be like the Chiefs bring in Levy on last year, right? And yeah, no one yeah, can do anything. Deshaun Jackson. Sean Jackson's a Ram. I learned that yesterday. Very cool. The Rams, by the way, Rams, Rams are are legit. Oh, I have a, a big take correction that I need to make. I was wrong about the Washington football team defense. That defense is not good. Oh my god! I Surprisingly. Think- yeah, and if you look, I think to be honest, I think they just had like a good schedule last year and they got like lucky with injuries and shit. So they really didn't have to play like teams at full strength. And even when they did, like just, I don't know, just bad matchup. So I don't know. That was just so they got lit up by the Bills. And I know the Bills are probably going to be really good, but they were struggling. Just crazy. Listen, I'm I gave them a two game wiggle room with the Giants. <laughs> I did. Never forget. Okay? That we team is forget. bad. That team is bad. I don't know what people were seeing in them. I really don't. I just, I don't know, man. It's like good their, their skill guys good are good. Defense. Well, what we thought was a good defense anyways. Obviously, it wasn't good this weekend, but I don't know. We'll see. There's still time. We just have a hard schedule, too. Like, it's it's really tough. But they also play in the shittiest division, so there's you're never really out of it in that division. I really want to see like the strength of schedule. Where where can I find that? Like, is there there's a rating process to that somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, there's definitely. It's usually based off win percentage of last year up until a certain point, then it goes by win percentage of this year, something like that. Well, and then there's it's another one somewhere. There's like a special strength of schedule too, where it's it calculates the the strength of your opponent's schedules too. Because if you oh, think about yeah, it, it's like yeah, if you yeah. played all the shit teams last year, you know what I mean? So, like, it matters. I don't know. It's like if the Panthers and Broncos play each other right now. Like, yeah. they're both 3-0, sure, but who have they really played? Exactly, exactly. So then it factors in, like, oh, wait, oh, these teams that you played are 1-2 and two or 0-3. Like, well, that doesn't matter that much. So. All right. But. Who says tied for 15th? So, I don't know. I don't know what that yeah. means. Still early, still early. Kind of. Kind of tough there. Any other surprisers? Justin Tucker, 66-year-old field goal. Did you guys see that? Went over the Lions. That, that was insane. Buzzer. And Lions fans, like, they talk about finding a new way to lose every week. Uh, oh, my God. The Lions are up there for, like, the most depressing team to root for in all of sports, probably. Especially because there should have been a delay game that wasn't called. Right. Like, so, sorry if you're a Lions fan. I doubt there's a single Lions fan that listens to this, but if you are one, sorry. Calvin Johnson deserved better. And so did Matthew Stafford, for that matter. And Jared Goff. You know what? Give Jared Goff some love. Well, he deserves better right now. Mm-hmm. Because see- although we shit on him for having an awful contract, he's still a probably pretty average quarterback who deserves better than what he's getting at this point. ESPN. ESPN's being very bold. Let me let me ask you guys this question. Baltimore Ravens, Justin Tucker stakes claim to being the GOAT of NFL kickers. You I think mean, so? I mean, yeah. What? I don't yeah. know, man. Everyone has their know. little run of dominance. I don't yeah. think he, how long has it been for him? It's been like three, four years, maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Greg, about that. No, Greg Greg the leg was a thing, like within the last like three years, I would say. Or he was the top kicker. This is only Bro. like year three of Justin Tucker being like the definitive kicker. Kicker. He's made like forty something kicks in a row in fourth quarter and overtime. Hey, Rob Baronis. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, true. Rest, rest in peace. He's actually dead. He um, yeah, and Benatari so and uh, Morton Anderson. That's what I'd say. That's that's the that's the group. I don't know. I'm mad sad that Rob Bronis died. Uh, you hey, just brought that up. Uh, really I'm, I'm so sorry. Actually, that would be a sick jersey to get. Let's be Tucker, honest. <laughs> Rob Baronis. He came, in, came to lead in 2012 after uh, Billy Cundiff, I believe. Let me see. Best kickers and he went I think Tucker 30 is. 30 of 33, then 38 of 41, then 29 of 34. And this was his worst year, 33 of 40. And since then, he went 30 to 39. For 97%, 33 of 30, 34, 37 for 91, 35 of 
39, 28 of 29, 26 of 29. I think he's got a strong case. I mean, he's got a case, but at the same time, I don't think he's a definitive one. I don't know. I just like, especially too, what do you think of as the main trait for a kicker? It's clutch. It's like, I, I don't know. Adam Vinteri is the best kicker of all time, still, in my opinion, because I just think. I agree. The yeah, big was, game, like, that matters he, most. Justin Tucker's hit like 40-something kicks in a row in fourth quarter overtime. That's yeah, but again, automatic, too. Tucker's automatic every time. I That's know, but it, when it's the stage is bigger, though, it's just like it matters that much more. That's all. And, again, it's not his fault, it's not his fault that he wasn't put in the position. It's only been, a, what, just one Super Bowl? So it's like – but still, I don't know. I'm still taking Vinatieri. It was crazy. Who as long as he did, too. I remember this. If the longevity's not there yet, obviously, but. I remember the stat when we were in like high school, middle school. Remember the fuck Adam Benatari was like the best of all time, where he hadn't missed in a dome. You remember that? Like he had never missed in a dome, and like that was so wild. And then I mean, you goes you goes to the Colts playing in a dome every fucking day, so it's bound to happen. But it still took like three or four years after he moved there, right, to like miss in a dome. Like that's wild. I remember that shit. Yeah, true. No, that's that is insane because that's and how long was his career? Is like over twenty years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was four years old to forty-seven years old, ninety-six yeah. to nineteen. A twenty-four year career. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Longer than Juice World's life. R.I.P. I was four. Correct. Um. By the way, while we're talking about kickers, great, great topic. By the way. Uh, Nick Folk <laughs> sneakily has like 20 something kicks in a row that he's made for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm not excited, you know how, but I'm in. I <laughs> remember how bad he was on the Jets. Like it's... every time Nick Folk was in a situation to make like a clutch kick, I was like, he's missing this. He missed like every important kick, I feel, against the Patriots as a Jets. And he's nine for nine this year, and he was 26 to 28 last year. He's yeah. been really fucking good. No, he has quietly too. Until like I feel like that like has surfaced recently. Because I was, to be honest, I was on the train of getting him out and being like, "All right, let's go." Let all Quinn Snyder Quinn, time. Let's, let's go. go Quinn Nordine. Nordine, yeah, not Quinn yeah. Snyder. That's the jazz coach. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that was shocking. No, good for him. That's that that is. I don't know. He's making a little run here. Yeah. I, I don't think I respected him as much as I should have last year. I feel like I was like, oh, folk, all right. Meanwhile, he's quietly making like 20 field goals in a row. It's like, okay, sorry. I agree. But, yeah, th- that's an interesting debate, though. It's just so tough. Can you imagine what the conversation for uh, best punter of all time would be? That'd just be chaos. Jake Bailey. Honestly, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I love Jake Bailey so much. Me too. He's a beast. Although Ryan Allen was like low-key Super Bowl MVP. Against the Rams. He's totally out of the league, first. right? Yeah, I, I don't know where he's anywhere. That's crazy. Dude's like 30, and he's out of the league as a as a lefty punter, too. Although, I feel like it's just the Patriots that love lefty punters, right? I don't think other teams are as stoked about it. But Ryan Allen. That's wild. That is a conversation that we had, actually. Best punter of all time. Well, just the, the metrics of it are so tough, right? You can't just be like, well, I don't know. Or maybe you can't. I mean, because, like, even, I mean, relevant bias, but, I mean, like, Pat McAfee was awesome. Yeah, he was. You know, like, I don't know. I look back, and I feel like Zoltan Nesville was the punter for years and years. He was the punter for, like, two and a half, for, like, three years. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Leckler, actually. Leckler was the best for a while, I think. That was, the and then there's a college time. trophy, right? After some some dude, I don't know. Actually, Johnny Johnny Hecker is probably the best one right now and recently, right? Yeah, I feel like he's right. like the the dude. Everyone's like, oh, shit. he's like the only punter in Madden that has like the abilities. Have you seen the uh, the Steelers' new punter? Actually, no. I, he's gonna I, get a lot of work in this year, though. He is. He's massive, though. <laughs> Presley Harvin the third. He's he's just ginormous. Um, one second. He's it's like absurd of how mu- how much he weighs and how tall he is. Um, you see him and it's like, oh, that's a that's a big boy. Um, I guess he's only five eleven, but he's two hundred and sixty five pounds. Oh my god! 
He's a tank. He looks taller on TV. I'll say that. 260? That's a that's a thick boy. That is a big boy. Yeah. And he won actually that award, the Ray Guy Award last year. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Ray Guy. Yeah. I knew it was Georgia, a Georgia Tech, but he's a no, he's massive. You'll do we play them this year? Because you'll you'll know. You'll see him be like, holy shit. I don't think that I don't think we do. Okay. One thing you guys gotta look at that I found out today, or not today, I, I think it was first mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago, is there is a college team or very well-known high school team, nationally ranked, I can't remember which one, but they run two punters. They have a left-footed uh, punter and a right-footed punter, and they direct snap to one of the punters, and you have no fucking clue where they're going to punt the ball. Huh. Pretty cool. That's cool. A lot of pressure on the long snapper. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta have the best long snapper. Fuck. Oh my gosh. I, I don't think I've ever has anyone done that before? That's a new No, I don't think me. so. It's like you punt to whatever side you want. Pick a foot. That's crazy. I I, I love coffin, the innovation of shit like that. Coffin corner drill. Classic. Either side. Tell you what, hot take. I used to love those Madden drills with punters. Just oh yeah! It. Oh so, yeah! Those are the days. See, have you seen Presley Harvin, the the Steelers punter? No. Oh, okay. He's just, uh, Why is he good? Uh yeah, he actually is pretty good, but he's like, like big. It's just like wild to see. Of like, wait, that's the punter. He's about to punter right now, and he fucking does. Oh man, <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> he looks like he looks like uh, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> Damn! But he is massive. Wow! Holy shit! He's a big son of a bitch. Speaking of big guys on the Steelers, Big Ben, give it up. Give, give it a up. rest, bitch. I think he's done. I think he yes, is. He is. He's over hit that cliff, and he hit it last year. Honestly, oh man, I hate Big Ben. He hit the Peyton Cliff. Big Ben is to go play for the Woo Sox because they both are just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give it a closing takes. Besides Big Ben being washed. Closing takes. I got one for you. Check out the uh, Steve interview with Irish author <laughs> Denise Deegan. Yeah. Was Get the crack. Get the crack, man. Get the crack. There you go. Yeah. It's a good crack right there. It was uh, oh, yeah. very good. random, but very fun. Nice. You know what? We're branching off into Ireland now. I want some Irish fans. Yeah, we got to expand the... the- fan base yeah all right if if we have more than like five irish people tweet us on twitter we need a segment on what is that uh uh, gaelic football or something like that what did she say it was oh yeah um it was like small state cakes if you're listening over in ireland yeah yes i forgot the name of it celtic football i don't know something like that but it's crazy game sounded like if you listen this far just tweet at us some like random Irish phrase or word or something, and we'll retweet it whenever you tweet this at us. And we'll just Tell us that you're we'll know. The piss. <laughs> and shout out know. to Jake Ruth here. If Jake Ruth here does it, I'll give him a Venmo, Venmo you a dollar, Jake Ruth on the spot. Fucking Zeke, dude. Touchdown. <sighs> Zeke's a dope. <laughs> Who wants uh, Zeke, Zeke in fantasy? This is a big game for Zeke, yeah, because he was. Dead in the water a week ago. <laughs> He's going to bed. He was. All right. Any well, any other closing takes before we we let Oliver we put Oliver to bed? Seriously, it's fucking pathetic. Twenty points. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm within I one had point. something big. I had it. It was close. It almost came out of my mouth. Just couldn't tell you what it was. Come on, Josh. Brain blast that shit, Jimmy Neutron style. Nah, it's gone. Uh, uh, it's pretty gone. Big take. Uh, shout out Jake Ruth, G Baby. This is the last podcast we'll ever do where Galen's not a married man. Galen's getting married Saturday. Oh, congrats, Galen. Shout out G Baby. G Baby. Shout out James Murph. He's in Jamaica. He oh. is. I actually messaged him about that today. It's like, what the fuck? You're in Jamaica? I saw on the Snap Map. Enjoy the vac- enjoy the vacation. <laughs> Good for him. 
I miss. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to look at Snap Map more. That used to be so cool. I love just like seeing people like different places be like, whoa. Sick. I love clicking around the world, dude. Just clicking on a random hotspot, Kazakhstan, like Tunisia. Like, I'm with it, dude. Hell yeah. It's pretty cool. That was scary during when the Afghanistan shit was happening, though. Oh. Afghanistan. oh. Shit. Speaking of crime, how do you guys feel about uh, Brian Laundry? Still alive? No. He's gone. You think he's dead? Oh, yeah. No. Dead as in murdered or killed himself? Uh, suicide, for sure. I think he's too much of a wimp. No, uh, I, I don't. You think he How do you he, think he, he should have. Isn't his mother like a some attorney general or some shit like that? Like, he would have been long gone by now, like in another country. And we would have known about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's in Puerto Rico. His face is way out there, dude. Big take. Where would you actually know? We uh, that shouldn't be a second. <laughs> where would you go? Cuba. Cuba. Uh, you, you don't want that recorded. If then, then <laughs> Nova, Nova Scotia. Oh, stop answering! No. <laughs> That's my getaway. Plan. Nebraska. Yeah. I hate O'Connor. Under a shooter name. You know we got your back like Kyrie right, in Iowa. Do you we are people. Out of time. Yes, yeah, shot, shot, baby. SSBT, promo code, 10% off. And yeah. Alright, Billions off the lot. I smashed up the gray one, bought me a red. 